uh, he talks about Almighty Father, your Son, you loved us when you, uh, when not yet begun was this old earth's foundation. Your Son ransomed us in love to live in Him here and above. This is your great salvation. Hallelujah. Christ the living to us, giving life forever, keeps us yours and fails us never. Gospel. Five hundred years ago, Martin Luther would gather around the kitchen table with friends and theologians to talk about the Bible, theology, current events, and anything else. These discussions were called table talks. No matter what the question, the conversations always centered around Jesus and his promise of the forgiveness of sins. Table Talk Radio takes up the conversation, bringing the promise of the gospel to our lives. Stay tuned for Table Talk Radio. And we're here for another Table Talk Radio. We've got a great... Oh, hi. Pastor Wolfner is here, too. By the way. It's not just Hello. Good to see you, Evan. <laughs> hey, just about I'm just so excited for this uh, first part of Table Talk Radio that we're doing. Um, because in an attempt to gain more points merited to Pastor Wolfmiller, uh, he's got uh, two special guests. you want to introduce your special guests? Sure. I have here in studio with me Hannah. Say hi. Hi. And Andrew. Hi. And they are here to play Name the Commandments. Oh, I thought we were playing Help a Seminarian with his homework. <laughs> that would work, too. <laughs> All right. So is, is Hannah going first? Yes. Okay, Hannah, are you ready? Yes. For 200 points, what is the second commandment? You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. There it is, 200 points for Hannah. All right, good work. And then now it's Andrew's turn. Andrew, are you ready? Yeah. What is the fifth commandment? You shall not murder. All right. Yeah. 200 points each. This is this is more points than we got last show, Pastor. I know. That's true. <laughs> All right, Hannah. It's your turn for another 200 points. What is the 10th commandment? You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, man, Manservant or maidservant, ox or donkey or anything else that belongs to your neighbor. Another 200. Way to go, Hannah. <laughs> All right. That was pretty good. I, I don't usually yeah. get that one. <laughs> you don't usually keep it. All the neighboring seminarians, <laughs> That's <they're> true. oxes. <laughs> keep your hands off my ox. <laughs> or your Barbies. Or that's what Hannah used to say. She always used to say, or your neighbor's Barbies. That's right. That's good. That's good. All right. Yeah, that's right. All right, Andrew. This is your last one. Are you ready? Yeah. What is the seventh commandment? You shall not steal. There it is. Two hundred, oh, four hundred apiece. That's a tie. It's all tied up. Nice work, children. Thanks to our in-studio guests this morning, Hannah and Andrew. It's good to have you guys with us. Maybe we'll have them back to do the uh, name the parts of the creed or the parts of the Lord's Prayer in a couple of weeks, huh? Maybe. That sounds good. Say bye to Evan. Bye. Bye. 
Well, let's. I, I think that should be uh, the goal that we have just set for ourselves. We're going to try and beat Hannah and Andrew today on Dale Talk Radio. <laughs> and we're going to try to do so by playing law and or gospel. And then uh, oh, because yeah. uh, Pastor was too lazy to create questions for who wants to be a theologian, we're right, instead playing <laughs> praise, praise Song Cruncher because it doesn't take uh, time to write questions. And then we're going to end up playing contemporary or traditional. Oh, yeah, very musical today. Yeah. So do you want to sing yeah. law and or gospel? We should come up with a theme song. Is it law or is it gospel? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 look, I'll look into that. <laughs> yeah, I like that part. The <laughs> I'll put you in charge of that. All right. All right, I will. Okay. Law and or well, gospel. Theme, theme song aside... Why don't you why don't you go first? Tell me tell me your verse for law and or gospel. Okay, now I today my theme for law and or gospel is questions. And I and I want to test a theory with this. My theory is this is that it's just about near impossible to preach the gospel with a question. The gospel is always the answer. So I'm going to test that theory uh by asking a couple of questions that you might often hear. So here's the first question at law and or gospel. What would Jesus do? He would get this right. Oh, oh, that's the that's the question. Well, see, the this was usually posed like on these bracelets, WWJD, right? And the purpose then was to of the bracelets was to um get you to do the right thing. You know, if you would just yeah. ask this question, you know, I'm I'm facing a decision. Well, what would Jesus do? Oh, okay, now I can do it. Yeah, so it was, it was kind of creating Jesus as the example. So right. that would be that would be law, um, the so-called exemplar theory of the atonement, which actually has nothing to do with the atonement. <laughs> Don't tell people. Folks. <laughs> so yeah, I, I agree. Um, this this question I don't think can be gospel unless you're asking it um, before the cross. <laughs> you know, yeah. what would Jesus do? Uh, he would be taking on my sins to take it to the cross. Yeah, that's true. And, of course, then the gospel comes not in the question but in the answer. So if it stands as a genuine question, like, well, what would Jesus do? I don't know, kind of thing. Uh, then you're right. It stands as gospel and it's, uh, and it's instructions for life. So, so now that's just an important part. If someone has the what would Jesus do bracelet still on, it's got to be moldy probably now. <laughs> uh, it's been on for so long but if someone still has one of those hanging around uh then you just know that that you're holding before yourself constantly the law uh, jesus as example so there you go okay first question you got that right for 200 points law and uh i've got some more questions coming up too but i'd like to hear uh your question for law and or gospel i don't have a question your verse your uh, okay. text your here it is it's from what, uh, second samuel chapter 12 then David's anger burned against. Uh, then David's anger um, burned greatly against the man, and he said to Na- to Nathan, "As the Lord lives, surely the man who has done this deserves to die, and he uh, must make restitution for the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and had no compassion." Oof! This is a setup. This is like a. This is like the right before the tsunami of the law is about to break on David because he's been caught um, by God in his adultery with Bathsheba. And that uh, 
uh, breaking the sixth commandment. Uh, and then he sent uh, her husband to war and and had him killed there, and that's breaking the fifth commandment. So uh, kind of a crazy thing that breaking the fifth and sixth commandments are often together. And then uh, God sends Nathan to Daniel uh, to David and and tells him the story about the sheep, the man who had a bajillion sheep and steals the one beloved sheep from his neighbor, and then David's all irate about it. Oh. Because he's the king, he loves justice, he's got to execute this sort of thing. Tell me who that man is and I'll put him to death because that is just the height of wickedness. And and then Nathan is just about to say, you're the man. You're the guy. You did it. Uh, so this is so this is law. In, and like I said, right on the cusp of really the law is just about to devour David. See, and I had, I had this all wrong. See, I thought he was commending him. You're the man. <laughs> You demand, David. You demand. <laughs> okay, not really. That's right. Two hundred points for you. Awesome. All right. Uh, here's the next question. Remember, we're testing the hypothesis uh, that questions are always law. Uh, and and I've heard I don't know how many times I've heard sermons end with a question, and the question might be something like this: God loves you. What will you do for Him? <laughs> Uh, the answer to that question is, I will fail his expectations, <laughs> which leaves me, again, that is law. Uh, that leaves me with the law, that um, what I'm going to do for him will never be perfect apart from sin, um, no matter what. I mean, that's still a silly question anyway, after, after um, Christ has is, is done everything for me, uh, for my salvation, what could I possibly offer, you know? But uh, the, nothing. The answer is nothing um, apart from sin. So that's law. That's right. I mean, have you seen these postcards before? That has Jesus is hanging there from the cross, blood and sweat and tears dripping from his face, and it looks down, and the caption is, "What will you do for me?" I mean, come on, that's terrible. That, can you think of a more kind of wretched way to steal away the comfort of the gospel? Uh, and and you hear sermons like that all the time. God loves you so much. Won't you just give him a little back? Won't you just serve him just a little bit? So everything now depends on us and our and and our service of thankfulness and obedience to him rather than his gifts and, and life for us. So you're right, law. So we're confirming my hypothesis that, that questions are law, right? So far, so good. All right, so far, so good. And here's the next one. Um, and I'll read it, and we'll, we'll uh, get your response to the other side of this break. Uh, then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, The Lord has taken away your sin, and you shall not die. So that is the next verse. And we'll get the, your response. Is that law and or gospel? We'll hear it from Pastor Wolfman right after this break. Stay tuned to Table Talk Radio. This is Dr. Carl Pekencher, professor at Concordia Theological Seminary. Table Talk Radio is the best radio program ever. Okay, I said it. Now we let me go. The Pensacola Lutheran Blind Mission will hold its monthly meeting and dinner for the blind and sight impaired at 5 p.m. Saturday, February the 28th at Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Pensacola, Florida. The Lutheran Blind Mission is an organization that provides social interaction 
life skills support, and Christian fellowship for the blind and sight impaired. The driver of any blind or sight impaired person is welcome to enjoy our dinner and the evening with us. The meeting will be in the fellowship hall and will end at 7 p.m. Please call Ann Siverly for dinner reservations by Wednesday the 25th of February at 850-457-3039 or by email to annsiverly at yahoo.com. Information is available at any time about our mission. Back to Table Talk Radio in the middle of playing Law and or Gospel, and uh, we're, we're looking at this verse in Second Samuel. Uh, Pastor, why don't you tell us the rules of this game, Law and or Gospel? Yeah, I think we assumed, you know, that people who are listening to this know this how the game works, but uh, we forgot an important fact about our listenership, uh, and that is that once they listen once, they never listen again. So we just have to assume that every listener is a new listener. I think that's true, huh? Right. Don't you think that's funny? Are you going to laugh at that? I, yeah. So I, here are the <laughs> sorry here here are the rules to the game. We we take a something or other, and we ask the question: Is it law or is it gospel or is it both? The law, of course, is the Ten Commandments. God's telling us what to do. His instructions for how to be holy, like He's holy. Uh, the unfortunate problem with uh, us is that we're sinners, and that means that we don't keep the law ever. We break it constantly. So the law also shows us our sin, and it condemns us. It brings us, in the end, to death. The gospel, on the other hand, is what God has done for us in Christ and in his death. The gospel is specifically the promise of the forgiveness of sins. The good news that even though we ought to be uh, damned, we are not. And the Lord loves us and cares for us uh, in Christ. So that's the law and the gospel, and it's one of the most important and basic things to being a Christian is to know the difference and to know how to distinguish the two. So that's what this game is going on. So we had the verse, again, from Second Samuel, a continuation of the narrative of David and Nathan, where uh, David, David confesses his sins. I've sinned against the Lord and against him alone. And this is law. It's the, it's the first part of repentance, sorrow over sin. But then is added to that this promise from Nathan, the prophet, the Lord has put away your sins, or put away your sin. I can't remember how. Yeah, it but goes that like is this. the most. Um, do you want me to read it again for you? Sure, sure. Because you're stumbling over the place. I feel sorry for you. The, <laughs> <laughs> the Lord has taken away your sin. You shall not die. I feel sorry for you is law. <laughs> and the Lord has taken away your sin. You shall not die. That also, that is gospel. That's the most beautiful gospel. That's the that's the absolution there, uh, which uh, Nathan gives to, to David and sets him free from the terror of sin, the threat of punishment, uh, and and opens up really for for David again uh, the doors to heaven. There it is. All right, two hundred points for you. Awesome. <laughs> I, I was quoting. I want to quote the. Yeah, that is awesome. I want to quote a movie though. I can't remember what movie this is from. Yeah, baby. What's the, my son know. Daniel's been saying that. <laughs> yeah, baby. He's two years old. Here's the last question, and now we're trying to remember. We're trying to come up with a question that's gospel, and this I think is as close as you get. But we got to talk about it a little bit. This comes from Paul's uh, book of Romans, chapter eight. 
If God is for us, who can be against us? Uh-huh, uh-huh. If God is for us, who can be against us? It's a question now, and the hypothesis, remember, is that questions are almost always law. So what do you think about that one? Well, I you, you preface this by saying you, you still think it's law, didn't you? But I think Probably. this is gospel because the an- the answer then is no one, no one can be against us because um, we're we're in Christ, we're we're baptized. No, no one can no one can harm us. Yeah, that's right. Um, in fact, this so, whole section, by the way, of Romans eight is set against the devil. Who can accuse us? No, the devil can no longer accuse us, as his name is Satan, the accuser. But he can't do it now because Jesus' blood has flooded him out of heaven, and. Uh, uh, and who will stand against us if God is for us? Uh, who can stand against us? And the answer, see, the answer is implied. Nobody. But see, this is what I think, Evan. I think the answer is gospel. Uh, but I think the, if you just have the question without the answer, in other words, if the answer isn't given or if it's not implied, if it's uh, that the question, if you were to ask the question, well, God's for us, but, but who's against us? If you were to ask the question like this, then it still stands as law. Like, uh, I don't know, who is against us? This is oh, come on. Kind of a frightful the, It's thing. a rhetorical question. The The answer is, is obvious in the question. That's why St. Paul writes it that way. Right. So I think that, so that the, if the answer is implied, then it can be gospel. But I think this is the <laughs> point, is the answer has to be implied. So I think you're right. It's gospel. Uh, but only because the answer is in the question. So, so this is this is a good thing to try to discern this. If someone asks you a question, the only way it can possibly be uh, a gospel is if it's rhetorical and the answer is in there. Something like this: Oh, you think God hates you? Well, then why did Jesus die? Uh, so the answer is there, implied in the question. Well, Jesus died because God loves me, and now it can come and comfort me. Uh, but if someone's asking a question like this, does God really love you? Then, uh, then the, all that can be is law. Is that okay, helpful fa- at all? Fair enough. You, all right. You don't think it's that helpful, do you? No. Yeah. Not a diagnosis it is. of question and answer. If you are listening, or if you're listening out there, you one listener, that's Dad. Hey, Dad. Thanks for listening to the show. <laughs> uh, you can write in and see if you think this is a helpful distinction about question and answers being law and/or gospel. Well, I think the most helpful um, is what you mentioned earlier: is that the last line of the of the uh, sermon, isn't that? that where you always hear it? Yeah, that's you know? right. Huh. Anyway, well, I've got one more for you before we move on. All right, I'm ready. And this is nothing to do with the the first two that I gave you, um, but it comes from Ephesians five, and it's verse twenty two: Wives, be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. Law and/or gospel. Law. It's really kind of crazy. I mean, you know this. Uh, do you want me to say gospel Go instead of law? I, I know. I think it's law because uh, th- this is w- w- in here in Ephesians five. This is what we call a table of duties, uh, which is um, w- what does the Christian life look like? Now, it's the only the result of the gospel. It, it's only because Christ has laid down His life for the church that the church can be subject to Him. Which means to to be subject means to. Um, uh, to be on the receiving gift, the receiving end of his good gifts, life and salvation, and all of this sort of thing. But the way that Paul is giving it to us uh, 
is it's instruction it's 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 what we're to do and if we don't do it if we if we are not subject to christ or if wives are not subject uh to their husbands then this word comes uh, uh comes and kills but in as in as far as we have this word and we receive it joyfully in our spirit uh it gives to us uh in any sort of innumerable number of gifts uh, so that the wives are subject to their husbands, which means that they look and expect from their husbands the good things that the Lord would have the husbands give, protection and uh, and uh, and provision and home uh, and, and care and all of these sorts of things. But the table of duties, I think, uh, comes under what the, sometimes our confessions call the third use of the law, uh, which is basically a rough sketch of how our Christian life of love looks. All right, fair enough. How about that? 200. I mean, I, mean, I think you could I say you could turn it into gospel if you wanted to be fancy with it, but I think if we just let it sit as law and then uh and then know that the spirit, the the new spirit in us receives the law as a gift, uh then I think we'll be fine. All right, doing our next game is No. Praise are we praise song crunch? Yeah, do do, do your little announcement thing. Yeah, baby. Oh, the other one. Praise song cruncher. <laughs> anyway, um, where were we? Oh, okay. So praise song cruncher. This is where we take your little article that can be found uh, on our website, tabletalkradio.org, and it's the uh, criteria for discerning the usefulness of praise songs. Uh, we listen. That to sounds a praise really song. kind of academic, but isn't it better to say praise song cruncher? Right. I just like to say the word cruncher. I noticed. Yes. <laughs> There's five okay. criteria for crunching a praise song. The first is, I don't have this oh. in front of me. You got to remind me. Jesus. Okay. Is Jesus mentioned by name or by concept? Yes or no. Second criteria. Clarity. Clarity. Noticing the fact that most praise songs speak in sentence fragments, phrases, uh, stream of consciousness type of stuff, uh, and not in in real sentences. The third is, I'm getting with it now, mysticism, right? Right. Uh, is it about what God has done, or is it about my own emotions or feelings, this sort of stuff? Because most praise songs are uh, full of mysticism. And then I can't remember the law and or gospel, and then false doctrine are the last two. Is there law Correct. and gospel, and is there uh, and is there any false teaching? Now, the, the important thing, remember how we were talking about this last time we did this, this praise song cruncher, which we fired up recently because it's good good fun, good, clean fun, family fun, uh, is that uh, 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 we, the, normally the only question we ask about this sort of stuff when we drag it into the Lord's church is, does it have any false doctrine? And if it doesn't have any false doctrine, we say, oh, great, yeah, bring it in, sing it, you know, it's really good, you know, love it. <laughs> but that so, just because something doesn't have false doctrine in it doesn't mean it's good for church, like the instructions on how to run the uh, the microphone here, you know, there's no false doctrine necessarily in those instructions, but it doesn't mean I should preach about it on Sunday. No, but so you should maybe you gotta, read them. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> instructions for being a uh, a theological bull rider. <laughs> Quit moving close and far from the microphone. It makes it too hard for the radio clown to clean this stuff up. Then, that's right. Uh, but this is the point, is that we gotta we got to ask more questions than, is it right or is it wrong? Now, of course, if there's false doctrine, then we should cast it far from the Lord's altar and never uh, hear from it again. But but that's not the only question we ask. We want to ask, does it deliver Jesus to us and the forgiveness of our sins? Which and is we'll the whole do that right after this break. 
<laughs> Sorry, it's time for another break. So we'll right. be right back. All right. And we'll do this phrase song cruncher. Lightly dividing the word of truth. Table Talk Radio. We'll be right back just after this break from our sponsors. Hi, this is Evan Gigline. We at Table Talk Radio are concerned with the proclamation of the gospel for the salvation of the world. With this includes the expansion of Table Talk Radio. We would like to have Table Talk Radio broadcasted on as many radio stations as possible to proclaim the life and work of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of all sin. But we need your help. Many radio stations across America allow religious programming in their lineup on a particular day, usually Sunday mornings, providing the programs pay for their airtime. Perhaps a radio station in your area would be willing to play table talk radio, and a local business or church would be willing to help support the costs incurred. If you would like to discuss this possibility in your area, please call our toll-free number 866 866- Eight five one five five two three. Leave a message, and I will personally return your phone call promptly to discuss this possibility. Thank you for your consideration in expanding Table Talk Radio for the sake of the gospel. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We are doing the Praise Song Cruncher. And uh, the, the Praise Song that we have over here, see we had, uh, what was it, a couple of shows ago? Two, three shows ago? We talked about these Praise Songs that we got off of this uh, this paper from the Commission of Worship of the uh, Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, of Praise Songs Approve uh, for, for Worship in the Congregation. And we only right. get, had a chance to get to two of them. So we're going to do the third one now. And the third one is... Uh, Ancient of Days. Um, I don't really know. Gary Sadler, I think, wrote this one. So, um, are you ready to hear it? Uh, I'm I never mean, quite ready. You know, prepare what yourself. <laughs> I know. I need a. I need five or six minutes of warm-up songs to get ready <laughs> for this one. Well, this will have to do. Here it is. <laughs> oh yeah. Nothing more exciting than electric drums. Blessing and honor, glory and power, be unto the ancient of days. From every nation, all of creation, bow before the ancient of days. Every tongue in heaven and earth shall declare your glory. I thought of a new rule for this uh, for this game. Uh, we yes. have to have uh, webcams in our studios, so that way uh, people can see us jamming out to these songs. <laughs> I have da 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 
All right. Let me quickly read some of these. Blessing and honor, glory and power be unto the Ancient of Days. From every nation, all of creation, bow before the Ancient of Days. Every tongue in heaven and uh, earth, as a typo on my lyrics page here, shall declare your glory. Every knee shall bow at your throne in worship. You shall be exalted, O God, and your kingdom shall not pass away, O Ancient of Days. Repeat. Repeat, repeat. Repeat. Yeah, oh, wait, there's one more verse here that's different. I'll just read it real quick. Okay. Your kingdom shall reign over all the earth, sing unto the Ancient of Days, for none can compare to your matchless worth, sing unto the Ancient of Days. All right, there it is. So let's go through these. Number one, Jesus. Is Jesus mentioned yes or no, if yes, in name or concept? Well, interestingly enough, the Ancient of Days, which is language that comes from the book of Daniel, um, the description there on the throne of the Ancient of Days there, and then the Son of Man comes in. The, a lot of this, the description of the Ancient of Days is repeated uh, when it, Jesus is being described in the opening vision of the book of Revelation uh, so that we might rightly understand that the teaching there in Revelation as the Ancient of Days is being applied to Jesus to show that he is God. But in the hymn, no. I mean the song. No, it's not there. In other words, there's potential that it could be, but it's not. Agreed. Right? I mean, that's right, right? Okay. I don't see any... Clarity news. is... A... Okay, on a squal... A squal? <laughs> on a scale from 1 to 10, would this be very clear or one obscure? No, I don't think... Uh, uh, look, we have crying always in the background whenever we're doing these praise songs. It is classic. <laughs> now, I, I don't think Daniel even heard the song, but he could just tell from looking at me that it wasn't. must not have been that good. <laughs> What do you think for clarity? Okay, so do we have I, any... I, think, uh, I mean, we have to ask the question, who, who is this Ancient of Days business, and why isn't it capitalized in the, in the song? That's what I want to know. But, but uh, it doesn't even, it's not even clear what you're talking about. Now, here's a very interesting point, is that these praise songs by these church growth guys are claiming to be the, the, for, like, for seekers, you know? It's for people who aren't grown up in the church. Say, your hymns are too stuffy and too heady so that people who don't know what they're talking about uh, uh, can't get into them, can't understand them, this sort of thing. But but look at this. This song requires an incredible amount of knowledge. I mean, even to know this vision that Daniel has at the end of his book and the Ancient of Days is who is is God. I mean, that not everybody knows that sort of stuff. So what they mean when they say our hymns are too stuffy is that the music is too stunted, not that the words are unclear. In fact, this I you got to. I mean, the, the fundamental question, who who in the world is the Ancient of Days, is never addressed in, in, in this song. So I don't think it does too well on clarity. Uh, none can compare to your matchless worth. Sing to the Ancient of Days. Uh, I mean, th- these are kind of sentences, but they're, they're more like phrases here. So I'm going to say on the clarity scale, three and a half. All right. Mysticism. Uh, we're looking at subjectivity or objectivity here. Uh, does the song sing about the things that God has done, or is it about my own emotions and experiences? You know, there's these great, uh, this great promise of the Ancient of Days that makes its way into this song, and your kingdom shall not pass away. That is simply a wonderful promise, that God's kingdom is eternal. And, uh, and boy, it would be good to have a song uh, about that, singing about how the Lord establishes his kingdom, and none of the kingdoms of this world... Uh, the or the flesh or the devil can undo his kingdom, but that it will stand, and that his kingdom is the church, and that we're in it. So we have the promise of Jesus that um, 
that hell will not prevail against the church. Um, but that's just mentioned in passing in uh, in the middle of what this song is just kind of a, well, it's kind of strange. It's, I mean, half of the song is telling you to sing a song to the Ancient of Days. Um, and so it's not only it's not only just kind of a, a worship song, but it's a song to tell you that you should be singing a worship song. <laughs> I mean, the chorus is, your kingdom shall reign over the over all the earth. Sing to the ancient of days. And I just kind of want to say, well, what am I doing now? You know, uh, for none can compare to your matchless worth. Sing to the ancient of days. There, there's something really kind of goofy about that, too, because, you know, most hymns will address, be a prayer that's addressed to God or a confession that's addressed to the neighbor. Sometimes they'll move from one to the other. But here it's back and forth. It's like you're look heaven. Your kingdom shall reign over all the earth. And then you turn to the guy next to you. Hey, sing to the ancient of days. And then none can compare to your matchless worth. And then, hey, hey, sing to the ancient of days. Oh, back and forth. <laughs> But the whole thing is kind of uh, kind of swept up in the spirit of mysticism, which is I'm sort of, I get I get caught up in the worship of God, so I'm tr- so I get um, I, I I get swept away by this uh, by this worship experience, and I think the song is really given over to that. So mysticism, I'm going to say, that's pretty good on the mystic scale, like a seven. A seven, really? Mystical or oh, a three? Right. Which does it? Am I going the wrong way? Well, you have ten, uh, ten objective. Oh yeah, yeah, three. Subjective. So it should be three on the subjective scale. Oh, okay. I was like, wow. All right. <laughs> all right. Okay. Then the next one is law and gospel. Um, there's uh, there's no law, and no gospel. What is there? I don't know. Just sing to the ancient of days, telling you what to do. Just do it, man. Don't tell me what to do. Just do it. That's what I say. But the, I mean, I, I guess that every knee, every tongue in heaven and earth shall declare your glory. Every knee shall bow at your throne in worship. You will be exalted, O God, and your kingdom shall not pass away, O ancient of days. Um, see, this glory of God, it works. I mean, if, so if there's no gospel, there's got to be some sort of law in there in some some sort of or other. So, I mean, I guess this is kind of legalistic, sing to the Ancient of Days. It's your duty to worship. But see, mysticism doesn't have this moralistic aspect of the law. It's the law comes uh, it's kind of secretly. It sneaks its way in there for the mystic because you're supposed to get caught up in the glory of God. And the problem is uh, then you've got to start pretending like you're caught up in the glory of God and caught up in the moment and the Spirit is sweeping you away. And you've got to know in your heart that this is just a, um, that this is most of the time a big act. And then when you come down off of this worship high, then uh, it seems like the the glory has departed. Um, but the glory was just your own emotional roller coaster. But, anyways, but you got you you've got me on a rant now. Sorry, oh, calm down. <laughs> um, so no no law and no gospel. Is there any explicit false teaching? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, do you see anything? No, they were vague enough. Vague enough to not... You can't have false teaching if you don't have teaching at all. That's a little... We should make that into a bumper sticker. Uh, you're never wrong if you never if you don't say anything at all. That's what, my whole philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every knee shall bow at your throne in worship. 
This is, of course, from Isaiah, and then Paul, Paul picks it up in Philippians 2 to describe Jesus. And it says, Every knee will bow at the name of Jesus, both in heaven and on earth and under the earth, so that all creation will recognize Jesus, either to their benefit or to their destruction. So now the unbelievers bowing in acknowledgement of Jesus who comes to judge the quick and the dead, I'm not sure if that could be bowing in worship. Uh, so we might question that, but that's a small point. But again, there's just not much. There's just not much teaching at all. Well, um, do I think it would be fun what? after this break? We should uh, use your criteria for discerning the usefulness of praise songs. Your praise song cruncher. 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 Uh, we should apply it to one. We should apply it to one of our hymns in the next. Hey, segment. that sounds we'll that. good. Okay, we'll do that right after this break. You can chat up, chat with us and our listeners about this very topic in this show by going to our website tabletalkradio.org and click on the forum button. Uh, Pastor Wolfmuller checks that for him at least once a month. Uh, we'll be right back on Table Talk Radio. Here I stand. I can do no other. God help me. Table Talk Radio. We'll be right back just after this break from our sponsors. Did you know you can advertise on Table Talk Radio? Get the word out about your event or conference, or inform them about your product or service. Sponsors of Table Talk Radio are played on all of our affiliates and are permanently placed on our podcast at tabletalkradio.org. For more information, leave a message at 866-851-5523. Or email me, Evan, at tabletalkradio.org. That's 866-851-5523. Or Evan at tabletalkradio.org. Well, we're back. Um, on Table Talk Radio, last segment of the you program. You sound exhausted. <laughs> oh, we've made it to the end. No kidding, though, man. This, uh, this takes me out. I, I prepare all week for this because it's so exhausting to talk to you. <laughs> and by you, I mean... I know you should give our listeners some tips uh, to uh, to prepare for the show to make it through to the end. Um, earplugs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, here we're playing uh, Hymn Cruncher, I guess. Hymn Cruncher? I don't know. Hymn Cruncher, Cruncher, Cruncher. Because <laughs> we're really playing what century? No, no. Contemporary or traditional, the right. hymn version, where we take a hymn and we say, is it contemporary or traditional? And the, the dividing line is uh, 1750. If it's before 1750, that makes it traditional. After 1750 makes it contemporary so we're gonna but we're gonna try these praise song criteria for the uh for the hymn now it's a little bit different because of this now you have to be careful this is like it's like using a butter knife to try to cut turkey or something oh you have a double standard praise song cruncher was yeah i do because it was it was designed specifically to draw out the mystical content of the praise songs which is which is their big problem hymns don't uh, not don't necessarily especially the traditional ones have this mystical problem so the praise song cruncher um, isn't going to be really the best for dis- discerning uh, hymns. But still we can do it, and, and so we have a comparison. Okay, let's do it. The hymn I have for you is, O Morning Star, How Far and Bright. Let me read the first stanza. 
Um, a morning star, how fair and bright, you shine with God's own truth and light. A glow with grace and mercy of Jacob's race, King David's son, our Lord and Master, you have won, our hearts to serve you only. Uh, lowly, holy, great and glorious, all victorious, rich in blessing, rule and might over all possessing. So would that be contemporary or traditional? Uh, that is uh, traditional. That's a, the, what is it? The, oh, it's called the Queen of Chorales, O Morning Star. Is it by, uh, it's not Paul Spiratus, is it? No. Uh, no, no, Philip Nikolai, Philip Nikolai. Right. Uh, and he, he wrote that one, uh, beautiful hymn, in his epiphany hymn about Jesus, O Morning Star. Um, so that is traditional, to get that out of the way, Right. 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 I get big um, points I, for that too. I was scrambling to find the year, but oh well. It's he uh, uh, Nikolai lived from 1556 to 1608, so it was written in there somewhere. I just don't have the exact date. But anyway, we'll we'll send that yeah. to our panel and they'll get back to it back to us uh, <laughs> shortly. Um, okay, so let's let's do this uh, praise song cruncher for it. Then is Jesus mentioned? Yes or no? Uh, if yes, in name or concept. Um, by concept, I, at least uh, I, now I don't have the um, uh, the words in front of me. Uh, for some reason, I can't find it in the hymnal. What are you looking at? TLA? That's, that's I had a problem with it too. <laughs> Our panel will get you the hymn number in a little bit. <laughs> um, okay, well, <laughs> but if, but ahead. the morning star, of course, is Jesus, uh, and it, that that um, the morning star dawning on your hearts, I believe, comes from Second Peter. Um, and also the book of Revelation. So, uh, uh, so that's so. So yes, Jesus is mentioned, and I know by name later on in the hymn. I'm pulling open the hymn now. What what number? So we got that on? covered. Uh, Three ninety five in LSB. Okay. Oh. Uh, King da- of Jacob. Oh yeah, here a glow with grace and mercy of Jacob's race. King David's son, our Lord and Master. You have won our hearts to serve you only. Lowly, holy, great and glorious, all victorious, rich in blessing, rule and uh, might, or all possessing. Yeah, so that's definitely uh, to Jesus. All right, that's right. Okay, so Jesus is mentioned. Um, yep. Clarity. Is it your sentences, subject, verb, object, sentence fragments? Yeah, it does. Now, this hymn is very interesting because right towards the end there, it kind of breaks out into this song of praise. So right before the end, uh, lowly, holy, great and glorious, all victorious, rich in blessing. And it does that, uh, uh, some of the other one. Now through daily earth's deep sadness may perplex us and distress us, yet with heavenly joy you bless us. It's complex sentences, but it's sentences nonetheless. Sing out, ring out, jubilation, exaltation, tell the story. Great is he, the king of glory. So, yeah, it does use sentences, that's for sure. It's a very poetic hymn, though, uh, so it does take a little bit of work to get into this one. It's like the last one. It's not immediately accessible. But that's uh, perhaps one of the great things about these old hymns. All right. Okay. Um, Mysticism, is this objective or subjective? There is some subjectivity to this hymn. Uh, uh, You have won our hearts to serve you only. The subjective portions, though, are are brought into service to the Lord's uh, great doing. So here he says, He will he will one day, O glorious grace, transport us to that happy place. Uh, so it's talking about what the Lord will do for us. And our great, uh, look at it, it says, look, uh, beyond all tears and sinning, 
Amen, amen. Come, Lord Jesus, crown of gladness. We are yearning for the day of your returning. So it does talk about our kind of um, fit and right uh, emotions when we come to hear the gospel. But it's all subsumed, uh, as I I read the hymn, under the gifts that Jesus gives to us. Yeah, this is... So it, it... it has a balance of this, uh, which is really kind of nice, but it's it's not as uh, just plainly objective as some hymns. So I'm going to put this on the like a seven on the objective versus subjective scale. Huh? I'm going to read a line from the middle of the third stanza: um, "A ray of purest pleasure, your word and spirit, flesh and blood, refresh our souls with heavenly food." And uh, I mean, there it, it teaches the the externals that come to us. You know, uh, obviously the the flesh and blood, speaking of the Lord's Supper, um, and God's promise in that, that it delivers um, that forgiveness uh, and strengthens our faith. Yeah. Uh, You are our dearest treasure. Let your mercy warm and cheer us. O draw near us, for you teach us God's own love. Uh, Through you has reached us. Ooh, that's pretty nice. Well, um, it's technically, it is officially impossible to find the date of this hymn. (laughs) <laughs> Look, that's weird went through all of my hymnals strange oh. well that's uh, uh, now what's uh, the next question is law and or gospel uh, yeah sorry law and gospel and this I mean this hymn is almost all gospel almost all gospel but it's gospel but here how about this uh, now though daily earth's deep sadness did I read all this already may perplex us and distress us Yet with heavenly joy you bless us. Uh, so there's a little law uh, in there as well. Uh, he talks about Almighty Father, your Son, you loved us when you, uh, when not yet begun was this old earth's foundation. Your Son ransomed us in love to live in him here and above. This is your great salvation. Alleluia, Christ the living, to us giving life forever, keeps us yours and fails us never. Gospel. Okay, do you see any uh, false teaching? No. All right, that's pretty good. Not bad. All right, let's do contemporary or traditional. What what hymn do you have for me? Uh, This is the hymn. I got to switch in hymnals here. Uh, uh, The the hymns today, how much time do we have left? I never. Two minutes. Okay. This this hymn is brought to you by Martin. Oh, I shouldn't have told you. That really kind of ruins the game. It's brought to you by someone with the first name Martin. Okay. It's titled "In the In the Midst of Earthly Life," and here's the first line: "In the midst of earthly life, snares of death surround us. Who shall help us in the strife, lest the foe confound us? Thou only, Lord, Thou only. We mourn that we have greatly erred, that our sins Thy wrath have stirred. Holy and righteous God, holy and mighty God, holy and all merciful Savior, eternal Lord God, save us lest we perish in the bitter pains of death." Have mercy, O Lord. It, here's a, this is a good too. In the midst of death's dark veil, powers of hell overtake us. Who will help us when they assail? Who secure and make us? Thou only, Lord, thou only. Thy heart is moved with tenderness, pities us in our distress. Holy and righteous God, holy and righteous God, eternal Lord God, save us from the terror of the fiery pit of hell. Have mercy, O Lord. I think that's traditional. 
<laughs> yeah, it's, it's not. It doesn't have the same kind of spirit that the praise songs do, does it? No. Who wrote In that? In the midst of utter woe, Martin, when our <laughs> sins oppress us, where shall we go for refuge? Where for grace to bless us? To Thee, Lord Jesus, only. Thy precious blood was shed to win full atonement for our sin. Holy and righteous God, holy and mighty God, holy and all-merciful Savior, eternal Lord God, Lord, preserve and keep us in the peace that faith can give. Have mercy, O Lord. Amen. Martin Luther, 1524, In the Midst of Earthly Life. So I get 200 points? Yeah, you do. All right. Did we catch up to Hannah and Andrew? I don't think we did. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> I think they're still going to win. Okay, well, that's actually... Now, isn't that something... Oh, go ahead. This that... hymn about re- being saved from the depths of hell by the death and blood of Jesus, and to sing this, this is a this is a death and burial hymn, to sing this on our way to the grave uh, and, and to rejoice in the life that Jesus gives. I mean, that's what this hymn is giving. That's all the time we have. So um, I don't know what Whoa. the score is, but I think uh, Hannah... There's a tie for the winner. Hannah and Andrew are the winners of this game. All right. This show, I mean. Okay. We'll tune again next time to Table Talk Radio, and uh, we promise it only gets better from here. <laughs> well, You should only make promises you can keep. <laughs> okay, never mind. Oh. <laughs> well, um, why don't you give us that number, uh, phone number, Pastor Wolf, and then we'll close out. 866 479 <laughs> Seven five. Never mind. The voiceover guy will tell you. <laughs> You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like to answer your questions concerning theology, the scriptures, or anything else. Send your questions to questions at tabletalkradio.org or leave us a voicemail message, 866-851-5523. Be sure to check out our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio. <laughs>